Okay, good morning everybody, Guru and the Wiz, coming at you on a Monday morning after what is uh, probably one of the more uh, devastating injury days that we have seen in a long time, especially to some elite stars in the NFL. Wiz, good morning, how are you today? Yeah, good morning. Uh, doing okay. I mean, I think if you participate in, uh, you know, multiple leagues, you probably haven't been able to avoid injuries uh, altogether. I mean, just a matter of how bad, you know, you were hit in some of these leagues, which players you lost. I mean, as we're talking here on Monday, a little bit past noon, you know, in a lot of drafts, snake drafts, um, McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley were either picks one and two or one and three. Uh, both players in the top three picks uh, in just about every snake draft. And Saquon Barkley has just been ruled out for the year. And Kristen McCaffrey is going to miss multiple weeks with an ankle injury. And there are a whole host of players that have been hurt. And, you know, that's the that's the part of fantasy football that is difficult uh, when you play season-long leagues as opposed to, like, the weekly thing that they do on DraftKings or FanDuel where you're picking a new lineup every week is that, you know, for the season, you know, you're married to the players. And uh, it's a a difficult one, you know, when when you have these elite players um, that are out for the year. And you kind of feel bad whether, you know, they're on your team or they're on someone else's team. You you don't want to win or lose based on these kind of injuries and – yeah, so for the most part, <clears throat> were you able to avoid how bad was the hit as far as like these guys go on your team? Yeah, no. Look, I've I, you know I'm I'm waiting to see what happens. Like uh, Devontae Adams in, in in one league and really lean on him and his production. So we have to see how that all goes. I, I should I should also mention like there, there was some terrible news yesterday with regard to James White who who lost his dad and and his mom is currently in critical condition and you know obviously that's that that's super important uh, in terms of uh, the game of football, in terms of the game of life. So, and it was a very emotional night last night because Russell Wilson played with him, and obviously the Patriots players uh, playing with heavy hearts as well, uh, given that their teammate um, you know lost a dad and and his mom in critical condition. So, so terrible for sure. Um, you know, and getting back to regular football, yeah, th- th- look, there's a lot of navigation that's going to go on. We knew it was going to be a complicated season as a result of, of, of COVID potentially, and now you add this to it, you know, you wonder how much of it has been, you know, look, there's unavoidable situations, especially these ACL injuries, but we've seen probably a little bit more of an increase in, in some of these um, Achilles injuries. Some of it may be due to conditioning. I don't know. So it certainly bears some watching, but... You know, it's going to take some extra caution and um, strategy around the way fantasy footballers handle their waiver wires and the amount of money that they distribute. We saw in one of our leagues last week was that one team used half its money last week on on guys, and there's and there's already impact on that. So it's it's a tricky it's a tricky journey that you're going to need to navigate. And uh, you know, we're going to try to help you guys out a little bit here this morning, as well as preview a little bit of what we think about the game tonight. Yeah, I think when you invest, um, you know, 25%, 50%, I even saw over 50% of people use their, you know, their free agent move money on certain players last week. Um, I mean, this past week, you know, for, you know, heading into week two. And the one thing I'll say about that is 
when you make that kind of investment and you're putting yourself out there for that kind of money, you have got to be right about the player. It's got to be a sure thing. It's got to be someone who's going to be productive. And uh, there was not a lot of product uh, productivity about the guys that were big on the free agent market uh, in leagues. But we'll, I think we'll touch base uh, more about that tomorrow <clears throat> after all the news settles about injuries. And uh, we could kind of go over that and then talk maybe about some of the situations uh, happening for this week. So, yeah, I, I think just because of the carnage that took place with these injuries yesterday, we wanted to talk about that. But we also definitely want to talk about the game. And you have a – if I, my memory serves me correctly, you had a strong opinion on a few games, and one of them is the, uh, is the game tonight, right? Yeah, I like the Raiders tonight. You know, it would be an even better story if they had fans in that new building of theirs. But um... – I like the Raiders tonight. I think they can outrate win this ball game. Um, they're getting five and a half points, and uh, I'm going to be putting some money on them. I got very lucky last night, put a small bet on um, Seattle before the game, and that was a wild, wild finish. And you know, we'll, we'll review a lot every one of these games. And Wiz and I certainly have some strong impressions about what transpired last night. And if you haven't seen it yet, I would say the one thing that I walked away from Sunday, and I was listening to football the whole way. I was driving back home from New England on a four-hour drive. But if you didn't see what happened at the end of the um, Los Angeles Charger-Kansas City Chief game and what Harrison Butker did, uh, probably one of the more extraordinary accomplishments that I've ever seen where a guy was asked to kick three balls from over 50 yards um, in a matter of uh, a couple of minutes. That's just a remarkable, remarkable story. Yeah, I mean, too bad, you know, Kansas City didn't play all of them as well as uh, Harrison Butker did. Uh, it seems they were struggling for about, oh, you know, a good three quarters of that game. And then in the fourth quarter, their offense looked, you know, virtually unstoppable. But I think that was maybe just they were getting worn down. And, you know, their Kansas City, the Chargers' offense was having a little difficulty moving the ball. And Kansas City's offense just over time just wore them down. And Pat Holmes used a weapon that he has in his arsenal that he doesn't use often, which is his legs, to get a lot of crucial first downs and some big runs. And uh, he doesn't really like to do that, but he is certainly as you know, capable of using his legs to run for touchdowns and first downs as well as just about any quarterback in the league. He just doesn't use it. But, yes, they uh, – you know, the Chargers just seem to have a really good game plan, uh, and, uh, and and they were having difficulty moving the ball through the through the air. But I guess let's get to um, let's get the game tonight. We'll, we'll recap all of the stuff from week to tomorrow. Um, so you like the Raiders? Is this how would you break this down? Would you say this is all because you? Are feeling good about the Raiders personnel? Is it because your negative view on what you saw from the Saints or what you think the Saints are going to be this year? Or is it a combination of the two? Tell everyone why you love the Raiders, not only to cover, I think, five and a half points, but to win this game outright. So, uh, you know, look, watching that game last week when Tampa Bay um, was beaten by the Saints 34-24, I felt it was a very ho-hum offensive performance. And, and while guys like Kamara might have had a nice line, at the end of the day, his production is actually, was actually quite weak. We know Mike Thomas was 
had, had a pretty um, soft showing in the opener. I think it was three catches for 17 yards. He's now removed from the equation. I didn't think, like you, that Drew Brees looked particularly good. I think the Raiders will be amped up in their new building. I think they're excited about their offensive personnel with, with good reason. So this, this is a defense that's going to be put to test uh, with, with, with a very strong offensive line and an outstanding running back in Jacobs. I thought uh, David Carr looked confident last week. He's got new weapons here. And I just think the combination of how I thought New Orleans looked and the excitement of, of the Raiders, even without fans opening their new building Monday night, wanting to show it off. And I just have a good vibe about it. And I just I really liked what I saw out of the Raiders last week offensively. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? So, question is, you know, the the offense looked good, but it was really a whole mess of Josh Jacobs. And I'm not saying that's not, you know, that shouldn't be the case because he's an elite player who's going to be, I think, more involved in the passing game this year, and that's going to elevate his fantasy value. But I know you, you know, you like some of these other guys uh, like Renfro and Edwards who were basically not involved last week. So has your opinion changed on those players as far as fantasy guys go? Or do you think that was just game one's game script and on to two, week two, they'll be more involved tonight? Yeah, and I, and I think, look, I, I, I also like Naheem Hines. This, I thought he was going to be a big factor this week. It wasn't. Game plan, game flow, different things dictate that. Uh, I'm not panicking on a Renfro or an Edwards to start this week at all. So, um, or, or Waller for that matter. I saw people panicking on Waller last week. Uh, he's going to be less involved because no, you, you know, every game is a different game. And then granted, I know Carolina's defense is young and inexperienced and not that good this year. So the showing against them is one thing versus a, a stronger defense like the Saints. But like, I think I think the Raiders will throw the ball a little bit more and, and mix it up. You don't want to show the same thing. Uh, I think Waller is an elite tight end. I love what I saw out of Renfro at the end of last year. Edwards was really talked about a lot. Uh, we know Henry Ruggs is there, too. I, it looks like he's going to be healthy for tonight's game. So I think the Raiders are going to show up tonight, open up that new building, and christen it with a victory. All right, so <clears throat> let's get into some... Um you know, daily fantasy, you know, the Monday night game, you know, people love going on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever the sites they use for the daily fantasy game. And, uh, you know, give us a, give us a couple of guys, mix in some of the obvious guys, you know, the, you know, the, the sure thing kind of guys and kind of give everybody try and help people like construct a lineup. I mean, I don't think you probably have the prices for the players in front of you. I, I don't have the prices in front of me, but that's right. You can give like kind of like a, a little bit of a formula of a few guys that, you know, will be higher price guys that you think, yeah, they're going to get their points. Or maybe I'm sure you, uh, sure you have a player or two that's, you know, a little bit under the radar from a salary standpoint that, you know, you think could help people tonight. So have at it. Give us uh, give us some drafting lineup material for tonight. So, so the only thing I did do is I played a Monday-Thursday game. Um, and, and from tonight's game, uh, you know, I felt Kamara was going to have a decent game just given, given what's uh, offensive weapons. So I have Kamara in there. I have Renfro in there. I actually played the Raiders' defense. They were the cheapest defense. I, I just feel like the Raiders, I just – 
I just think this is going to be one of those games where the, the Raiders are going to dictate how this game is played, and with taking out one major offensive weapon in Mike Thomas away from the from uh, the New Orleans Saints. And generally speaking, the, the Saints don't play as well on the road as they do at home. So, yeah, I picked pick the cheap cheap defense in the Raiders. I think they were two thousand. Um, Hunter Renfro had a forehandle on him, and obviously a guy like Kamara. That that's going to be a guy that most people play. Um, but yeah, and I, and actually, in one of the games, I did play David uh, Derek Carr as my quarterback. So, so I'm taking my chances. I think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more this week. I think Renfro will be part of that game plan. Uh, I didn't have the wherewithal at this point in time to put Edwards out there yet. I wanted to wait another week on that, but I do have uh, Waller out there in both of my entries this week. So <clears throat> Waller and. And, you know, Waller, I'm sure, is <clears> – <throat> I'm looking as far as now I'm on the site. So, Waller's up there as far as price goes. He's – he's uh, Jared Cook is more money than Darren Waller. It's ridiculous. Um, I think that I think I think they're off on that one, but you know when I when I look at these things and I do these things, one of the the, the first things and I think the most important thing is, you know, which player can I get leverage ownership on in terms of, yeah, I mean I get it, you know, Kamara figures to have a really good game and Jacobs, you know, the Raiders may lean on him again, but like which guy um, out there, you know. Um, can you get leverage ownership with cheap? So let me give you a few guys and tell me, you know, these are really under the radar guys. So I know Aguilar had a, you know, a random touchdown last week. I mean, he's, he's listed a couple of hundred bucks lower than Renfro. Are you strong in your convictions with Renfro over Aguilar as far as that duo is concerned? Yeah, I am. I am. I just, I think we'll see more of Renfro this week. And then, Two guys that are you know are interesting because they're such boom or bust candidates, in the sense that either of these guys can catch four for one thirty in a touchdown or catch one for seven. And I'm just going to put them together and ask you about this duo because I'm looking at DraftKings and there's only six hundred separating them. Henry Ruggs. And Traquan Smith, who who now figures to get a lot more snaps, <clears throat> do you have a view positively or negatively on either of those two players tonight? I, I've just felt that um, Traquan Smith has been so hit or miss over the course of his career, and, and I just never have enough confidence in that player to, to kind of want to put him out there. So I, I, I'd be more inclined and confident to put rugs out there than Traquan Smith. Fair, fair enough. Um, and as far as the, uh, you know, if, if people are in a position where, man, I got to have either Kamara or Jacobs, because if you, if you try and sneak both players in your lineup, you're probably going to have some guys who are not going to produce much. So for those people out there that are saying, help me out, Kamara or Jacobs, uh, Kamara's priced at seventeen thousand one hundred, and Jacobs' is priced is fourteen thousand four hundred. So a couple more thousand for Kamara over Jacobs. How do you view that 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 matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think they're both going to be similar in terms of workload. I, I actually would probably favor uh, the amount of touches that Jacobs gets as being higher than than what Kamara usually gets because Latavius Murray is used. So I, I would personally, at the lower price, be more, even though I think, like I said, that Kamara is going to have a very good game tonight, 
uh, the cheaper price was more enticing for Jacobs uh, and the workload that I think he gets. Right, so we'll hold off. You play, so you played the Monday Thursday special. You didn't play just the game tonight. That's correct. Okay, so we'll definitely uh, be anxiously waiting on the Thursday podcast for your analysis of the Thursday game, which you guys you used. And I, I'm going to give a couple of guys tonight that I think a lot of people maybe are not thinking about. And this is what I talked about with ownership leverage, where, you know, that's the advantage you get. I mean, it's honestly the case in in just about everything regarding fantasy football is when everyone else is zigging, you want to zag. So it just, you know, it just, it's, it's the best formula because over time, all you have to do is hit a few times on that and it'll work out. So I'm going to give two guys um, tonight and they both for the saints, but I still like them is uh, one is Latavius Murray. Uh, I know Kamara is, is a great, and I'm not saying Kamara is not going to, you know, get his stuff, <clears throat> but I think this could be a night where Latavius Murray could do something and his, uh, you know, the, the price on him is good. He's only at $5,100. And then another guy that I even feel stronger about whose price is lower than Latavius Murray. And I, I don't know how you feel about it, but maybe because it's Monday night football and what I saw out of Drew Brees, but I have a feeling it's going to be Taysom Hill Monday night football tonight in some fashion that he's going to either throw one in, run one in, catch one or do something, maybe even multiple touchdowns. I just have this strong feeling that Taysom Hill is going to stick his nose in there in a positive way and, and, and be a, a fantasy factor. So, you know, if you want to get some ownership leverage and the, the beauty about a player like Taysom Hill, he's listed at $3,300. Um, it allows you to get some of the players in there that you feel much stronger about and also are much likely to put up a strong game. So Latavius Murray and Taysom Hill, and at $3,300, I absolutely love Taysom Hill in my fantasy lineup for tonight. That's a great one. I love it. I love it. And you know, and you, and you know, you know he's a guy that, uh, look, he, as I said last week, he threw the best pass of the week uh, for the New Orleans Saints last week. So, and uh, still have fond memories of that game he had against the Vikings uh, the, uh, in, in the playoffs last year where he was the dominant offensive player for that team. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, so we'll be um... – We'll be back tomorrow, right? We're going to really wrap up week two in its entirety, try and digest, uh, and I'm sure by tomorrow we'll have a much more extent knowledge of the uh, extensive knowledge of the, all the injuries that have taken place and uh, talk about that and, uh, and then talk about heading into week three because, look, somewhat is looking back, but the main part of it is analyzing it, taking it all in, and then like we've always talked about, moving on to week three and then figuring out a game plan. Would you agree with that? Oh, I would definitely agree with that. <clears throat> I just want to ask you, though, um, you know, how you're – like when I look at most of these injuries um, from yesterday, okay, Bosa, defensive player, will imp- that potentially impacts certainly the, the Niners' defense down the, down the, down the rest of the season. Um, we have Malik Hooker is out for the year. He's a very good safety for the Colts' defense, who, who definitely played very well yesterday. So there are impacts everywhere you look. You know, when I look at the offensive players that got hurt yesterday, right now it looks like Saquon is the one that 
is the most concerning one because of the amount of t- he's gone for the year, as opposed to I think everybody else that's hurt. It, it looks like to be temporary in nature. So let's just let's just look at Saquon. We'll just take him uh, for, for for the sake of this conversation. Um, do you think the Giants go out and find another running back? Because there's a few other guys out there. Deion Lewis is not a particularly big guy. He's more effective as a as a as an alternative to your number one. Um, Wayne Goldman was actually a healthy scratch into the game yesterday. So, how do you see this situation playing out? You know, is 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 Devonta Freeman's phone going to ring? What do you see happening for the Giants? Who you know, here in the New York metropolitan area, we already got a situation where the Giants and Jets season look like it's over already. You know, the Giants, by the way, have been zero and two for seven of the last eight seasons. That's just really, really incredible. So. I just want to speak. It really is. Uh, <clears throat> to answer your question about the Giants' backfield, I'm dubious about Devontae Freeman, and I know he's the most likely guy, you know, veteran who hasn't been signed yet. To you know, I think he's actually in 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 the you know they're, they're looking at him <clears throat> today actually to sign him. But I'm dubious of him. There's been numerous teams that have been in difficult shape, that have just taken a hard pass on him. Seattle, you know, had Carson banged up, and then Penny is was obviously going to miss time, and they, in like two seconds, you know, elected to go with Carlos Hyde. Jacksonville, Jacksonville looks like they have only two running backs on their roster right now. It was like, you know... It's Robinson and, and Thompson, and, and that's all that, that are playing. And they took a hard pass on Freeman. So would I be shocked if you read tonight or tomorrow or Wednesday that Devontae Freeman's been signed by the Giants? Absolutely not. But I just think it's a situation to avoid because irrespective of whether it's Gallman and Deion Lewis or if it's Freeman, Gallman and, Deion, and Lewis – Oh, Lewis is going to, you know, retain that role. He's clearly, you know, suited to be, uh, you know, a third down guy. So there's not going to be any three down backs. This is what we talk about all the time with handcuffs. You know, don't always worry about getting your handcuff. Try and get like an elite handcuff because if you've had Barkley and then now you have Gorman rostered, or if you have Lewis rostered, or if you pay half of your move money this week and try and get Freeman rostered. I just don't think it's going to be anything to help your fantasy team going forward. So, you know, I'd rather have um, a Tony Pollard in there, even if I do not have Elliott, because he would be a top 10 or 15 guy if something was to happen to the starter. Same thing with Madison. Um you know, so I think the giant situation now is just a mess, and nobody I don't think is going to emerge and be clearly the guy. I just think it's going to be like if you're desperate for a flex play one week, yeah, maybe you could start one of those guys. Do you do you see it differently? No, no, I don't. It's dangerous for the whole offense, actually, and and you know they've got other problems too. Uh, Sterling Shepard's hurt again. You know, it hurt. They actually should have won that ball game yesterday. I mean, you, you were giving me the play-by-play while I was in the phone. They should have won that game. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no question about it. No question about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into this a lot more tomorrow, 
Thursday. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot to talk. Um, there's gonna be a lot to talk about this week. There's just a there's, tr- a, there's, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to digest. There, there is there's news breaking. It seems like every ten minutes with these injuries and and what's gonna happen and signings and all of this stuff. And my goodness, it's only week two. Yeah, this it's is crazy. This is this is this was a rough uh, first two weeks here. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into all of that. And uh, and by the way, we haven't even touched on the quarterbacks and receivers that really have been hurt. I mean, there's two quarterbacks that may miss a lot of time and, and a couple of key receivers as well. So we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll definitely get into much more of this uh, tomorrow. All right, Wiz, this is, uh, yeah, this is a lot of uh, biting, nail-biting time for uh, fantasy owners for sure, but uh, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we have a lot to talk about tomorrow. I'm uh, starting my notes uh, already for that stuff, so it's going to be a wild one. Yep, you got it. Have a good day. You too.